think outside the box. I will always, always, always say that. Think outside the box because... um. Close the door behind you. You're now in the green room. That day after class, I wanted to put in some hours of practice and I was like trying to find a space and where, I, where that room is, that's actually a technical theater room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like you would look up at the roof in the video, in the room, and you see like panels missing and stuff. Right. Um, that is actually on purpose because that's for lights and technical stuff. So that's actually a lecture room. Okay. So the room, you remember, was stored there by accident post a show. And I actually went looking for the marimba and found it. And I was very um, wary of disturbing other people in theater as well. Yeah. And that day, man, I just say, you know what? We just practice and we get in those hours. And that piece was a very, um, a very enjoyable piece. Man. So the day, that moment and that day, um, what you've seen in that video is just me um, sinking into my piece and actually like just getting the groove and having just all the frustrations of the day be dissipated in one moment. Right, That's right. what I've seen in the video there. Um, again, to just see me just, um, just get rid of a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah, like center, yeah, center myself and stuff. So that's that's a little bit um, about the story behind that video and stuff like that. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you'll notice that we're joined by uh, Ellie here. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, Welcome man. To the green room. Yeah. Glad yes, to be sir. here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so right now on this conversation alone, we're covering I'm actually physically in New Jersey right now. Um, so we're between New Jersey, Jamaica, and the Trinidad. So that's the sun that's still out. <laughs> Say what? Is that sunlight on the face? Uh no, th- this is actually this little studio oh. light I have up here. Oh okay, cool. you know, like the lighting is important, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, man. So yeah, this is gonna be a good conversation. We're really excited to have you here with us in the green room. Um, I actually think I'm going to keep the beginning of this episode because I want to keep that story. I don't want you to have to tell that story again. So, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna keep all of that. So viewers and listeners, okay. that means you, you've you been with us this whole time. And um, Ellie, were you about to say something? Hey, I didn't know it started. It's fine. It's fine, man. The viewers and listeners, they know we were getting ready. And mm-hmm. uh, so y'all have been part of the process. You heard his story. Uh, and uh, his story is actually referring to the video that I'm going to place at the beginning of this episode. So at the beginning of this episode, you're going to hear that marimba music. And some of you have been with the cadence from the very beginning. You'll remember one of our breakout features uh, with DJ. Is it okay if I call you DJ? Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh, what do you prefer I call you, though? No, that's actually cool because some people they just do what they want actually because yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's denzel johnson right yeah so you would hear a lot of stuff 
And as I uh, make more friends, they just do their own remixes. And that, that is what <laughs> that is what happens. You get Denzel, DJ, D, Johnson, it, it goes on. So All right, fine. cool, cool. Yeah, so cool, cool. I, I'm claiming DJ tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. We have DJ all the way from the island nation of Trinidad and Tobago. And uh, the story you heard at the beginning there was him telling us a little bit of the background that went into the creation of that breakout feature with him playing the marimba um, very skillfully. And, um, you know, it, it was a good time. It's always a pleasure to feature him on the platform. And today we want to get to know you a little bit better, right? Me and Ellie are going to be asking you some questions. And, um, yeah, we're going to uh, dive in a little bit. Um, first off... <laughs> uh first off i i know you mentioned that you were you know that was like a lecture hall kind of space uh you were playing so it implies that you were at some sort of performing arts college right where was that yeah. where were you um so at that point in time i would have been at um, the department of creative and festival arts at the university of the west indies in saint augustine in trinidad mm-hmm. um so that building to be specific that was the one dedicated to the theater actually can't remember the name of the building off the top of my head but that building was for the theater and then there was just another wing um, that was for music and musicians so that's how i had to go looking for the marimba that's that's how it happened <laughs> okay um, st augustine yeah um, there's the department of creative and festival arts um, okay. also known as dcfa Okay, okay. Uh, what led you there? How did you end up going there? Well, great question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I actually got to DCFA, I was at UE. I was doing management studies, right? So a lot of the times, and before management studies, I would have been doing human resource management, right? So... A lot of the times people see me on campus, they would ask you, you know, what are you doing here? And every time I said management, they watch your head. <laughs> I, why are you doing that? You know, so they thought, you know, doing music. And that happened for a year. And I actually, fun fact, which is not a fun fact, I actually did not do well in management studies. And when I ended that year and I had to, like um, decide what is the next move. I took a plunge, you know, I took a chance and I pursued music because at the end of the day, I mean, on a professional level, I felt like I didn't have all that encouragement. You know, I didn't know anybody else to say like, oh, this person can't carry me with them. So for me, I decided to pursue music and that's why I say take a plunge. And with that said, um, I need to big up two important people in the story, Hans Diffenthaler, right? That's the drummer for Kestiban. Mm-hmm. Need to big up Leonardo Morales, who is not with us on earth anymore. You know, he's in heaven. Um, very important people to the story. Actually, I, I had the opportunity to speak to Leo about it. I told him what I wanted. And his reply was this, word for word, he said, listen, I encourage you, go for it, but this is going to consume your life. Music will consume your life. And he said, if you're ready for that, 
go for it. With that, he put me onto hands, and um, I must say, this impressed me a lot with hands because I actually was on a bus ride to, to UE, <laughs> and the guy stayed on the phone with me for the entire way. Like he stayed and he just any questions I had, he was able to answer it and give like the best advice. So he was able to actually tell me, listen, if you want to be good, or if you want to make money to be specific, join a soca van or, you know, like gig and all these types of things. You can make money. He said, but if you want to be good at your craft, go to school, go study, you know, get deeper into your craft. And, and that was the advice he gave. In a nutshell, he said you're gonna to come to a fork in the road and you're gonna to need to make a choice. And that is it, that is what gave me another step towards you. The final step is when I actually decided this is this is what I wanna pursue. This is this is where I wanna be, this is what I wanna go. Um after and then sign up for you on the day of. Got a flat tire from audition. So I'll have to pick up my brethren who helped me actually because at that time I was gigging. Yeah. Right? I had to cut back. Actually, I had to come off the music scene to go to school because I needed to focus a lot. And um, big up Vinny, Vinny Passat. He actually drove me up to audition and he actually played on, on the audition day with me. And um, I think we were 10 minutes away from the campus, got a flat tire. So we were actually late and last for audition. And <laughs> I actually have this. I, have the, I actually have this on YouTube. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would. Send I would me the link, that. man. I can put it in the, yeah. the description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have this. So. On that day, it was very flustering, and um, I definitely didn't take it as any hindrance or like um, something that wouldn't encourage me, you know. Okay. I just kept going, you know. I, I got there, audition. I was sweaty, you know, flustered, and I yeah. still got there. We did what we had to do. Right. And um, I didn't hear from them. And when I finally got the, the confirmation of what to do and stuff like that, I say, well, yeah, what? I diving in at first, and that's how I ended up going into music. And that that real important because I think I, I fought a while before that. I fought studying music as someone who played music for a very long time. All right, all right. And you know what what really hits me there is every single musician that I've spoken to, and thanks to the green room, I've, I've enjoyed speaking to musicians across the board. And in every story, you're reminded that nobody's an island, right? We all need each other. And, you know, right there, you've mentioned so many people that were able to sit you down and point you in the right direction. And um, even in, in on your audition day, you know, you had a flat tire, somebody came in and helped you out. Uh, Ellie, I'm wondering, because I, I know um, you also uh, went to a performing arts institution as well, Edna Manley. Um, did you have any similar process uh, before enrolling? Any reservations? Anything along those lines? Um, reservations? No, I knew what I wanted to do. 
funny enough, I was actually coming out of Trinidad. Um, sorry, is the background noise? Okay. Nah, you're fine. Go ahead, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I was coming out of Trinidad, um, moving with my parents, coming here, and it was actually while I was over there, I knew that I wanted to do music straight out of high school. Like I wasn't one. I didn't want to go form six. I didn't want to do nothing else. Music was where my heart was at. So um, I knew that Trinidad had a pretty good performing arts institute with UOE program. It had Napa. It had um, other places that I could have gone if I stayed there. But the option presented itself to go to um, Jamaica. And I've never even heard of um, Edna Manley when I was over there. But it was during a conversation with somebody, they were like, when I was like expressing the concerns, like, hey, um, like I have nowhere. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Music is where I want to go. Like, it, where in Jamaica can I go to study music? Um, and they were like, yeah, why don't you try Edna Manley? And I was like, there's a performing arts college dedicated to the arts specifically here in Jamaica. And, I was like, and then, yeah, they sent me the link. And from there, as soon as I got here, I just went straight in. It had some difficulty because I think I got here late. So the registration process was already closed and all of that. So, you know, I had to kind of fight my way in. Thank God I, some favors were pulled and such and such. And I was able to get an audition. Yeah. and was able to get in um but yeah like i knew what i wanted to do from the get-go so i just i was i was ready to just go straight into that um and i didn't really have anybody taking me in because even the person that recommended it it's not like they're uh they were just a friend that just knew of the college it's not like they were in the music business or anything like that so to come, it was really when I got into the college and during my first year, I did a pre-college course, really. It was like, it wasn't really, it wasn't a part of the degree program. I did one year pre-rec. So it really, it gives you the qualifications to go into the degree program. So it was during that year where I would have made people and network. And then even actually Jonathan Fogo, which was... Um, yeah, shout out to Fogo. Shout out to Fogo. This guy, I would credit him for my music career start because he pulled me in from the get-go with this band that I used to play with, um, Kevin Smith. You, you could look him up and you would find him there. Um, he was the one that actually called me and was like, hey, you know, I have this artist that you, you know, like would need a keys. Why don't you come in? And I was like, where you know me from, how you know that I can play, right? Like he showed confidence in me before I even had it in myself, to be honest. All right. All right. And really, he took me there and just showed me the ropes, what I needed and such, and, and what, like, he, he instilled the confidence into me. So that's how I was able to even build up. In, and then we kind of still, we, we still work together up to even this day with um, John Mark Wigan and such. And really and truly, my my abilities my prog my, my process my me in music right now it wouldn't have been the same if jonathan wasn't there like instilling what he instilled into me so like literally big up to that guy yeah um, and yeah there were other things that came along the way with that but yeah that was really me going into edna absolutely first hearing that yeah, man. Nobody's an island, man. Nobody's an island. And I think now we have a very unique opportunity because I have both of you on the line here and I can t turn to you, DJ, and ask you, um, let's say the two of us are now sitting with 
a you you know a young person uh from Trinidad, St. Vincent, Barbados, St. Lucia, you know, <laughs> across the entire region. Uh we have the young people at our at our feet right now and you know somebody might be thinking, yeah boy, I want to I, I was thinking of going to UE or I was thinking of going to Edna Manley. Um what what would the two of you uh, say to this young person now about to start out on this journey. Let's start with you, DJ. Um, definitely, you gotta love what you're doing. Um, and that's so deep because that is the thing that carried me all the way through, right? Um, don't go for your parents. Don't go to impress anybody else. Don't go for your friends. You know, these types of things. Um, because you can't go to this school. And this is this is what this is the advice I will always give, right? You can't go to the school, um, can't go to the classes, you can't take the knowledge, but it becomes something amazing when you are passionate and drive and your own creativity. Um because you're actually able to think outside the box and act in another realm, you understand? So be passionate, love it. And um, that is really specific, especially <laughs> like for music, because music fourth dimensional, it, it's a very magical thing and you really need to love it to wake it up. You need to bring it alive. So that that is the advice I would give to someone um, who wants to enroll into DCFA, I'd also tell them, you know, network, make friends, you know what I'm saying? Um, make sure you, you know the people around you and um, make sure you have a counsel, you know? So same thing, going off the theme, um, going off the theme of what you said, it's, it's really not, you're not an island, you know, you need people. So, um, Make sure you have a council, make sure you have a group of friends around you who will um, keep you solid and um, actually uplift you. Those are the people you need around you. That, that is the advice out there. Okay, Ellie. Yeah, um, I, would, I would piggyback off of that in terms of the, the networking. Um, but even more importantly, know why you're going know what is it that you want to go for and then let's say it's a case where you really don't you probably don't know you just know that you want to do something with music and then you know that okay the college or the university can probably show you even what to do a part of the orientation process is that at Edna specifically they talk about the career paths that that is there and the options that are there within music and I know when I was in Trinidad as well um, they would have like what do they call them like when you're going from CXC into university, career day type of stuff and have different conversations. So even in the entertainment stuff. So even as you get these informations, like take them in and, and hold on to them, like and decide why you're doing what you're doing. Because the college and university level, it, it, it pushes you, especially when it comes to music. Apart with my time at Edna, I had to fight to keep even the the drive to say, oh yeah, I want to do music because they throw a lot at you, whether it be research, whether it be the assignments, and even a lot of things that don't even specifically have to do with your instrument, you know, but they, it's a part of the degree course and the balance and such. 
So even to know why you're doing it, why you're going through and, and not to forget, um, no, not to forget it, not to push through with all of that. Yeah. All right. All right. Absolutely. And, you know, for folks, folks, viewers and listeners, if you if you're catching this, you know, you know, we have some guys offering some gems here. So I hope you all hope you all appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, while I was while I was listening to you, DJ, because I'm from St. Lucia. So it's just funny to me because I'm listening to your accent and it's like I always tell people the Trini accent is like a singing Lucian. Because <laughs> Lucian's and, and it, we're, we're musical. So if you really think about it, it is in a way kind of musical as well, because Lucian's will talk. And we when we speak in, we just speak in kind of on one note, on one level. Right. This right. is the note and we stay on this same note. <laughs> Yeah. This is it, right? But then Trini's talking up and down like this. When they're talking, they're going through the many different notes while they're talking. You understand what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you get me? And that's so interesting to me, man, because it's like accents are in and of themselves almost a kind of music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, uh, even even with um one of my friends, like I remember this lecture, and one of my brethren, he he has actually a specific bitch. So he would sit there and he just like calling up the chips. <laughs> calling it like, yeah. And the thing is, it is is it really is what it is. We we sing song a lot. Right. So it was fun to actually hear somebody who has perfect pitch like call out all the pitches while somebody's speaking. Actually right. to be specific. Yeah, man. <laughs> of course. Um, how well do you know Sh- uh, Shaquille? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah man shout out to Shaquille he was on a previous episode of the green room uh he's been doing big things so shout out to you boss uh it makes me wonder and I haven't done this before but it makes me wonder uh I know both of you I mean Ellie works on the cadence with me um and I know you DJ uh you, you support us and you've been supporting us for a while can you give me three names just three names uh uh, of musicians that have been featured that you just want to stop and shout out, say something nice, say something encouraging. I don't know the names, but mm-hmm. just, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Or even okay, the so, username is fine. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, we have bass girl, mm-hmm. right? Your I favorite bass girl. Yeah, <laughs> she she plays really well and very solid stuff. Mm-hmm. I enjoy her videos. Um, 
the names because you actually featured a drummer. Mm-hmm. I really liked actually followed him. Um, and I I will I was amazed to see like some of these musicians in the Caribbean. Like, Do you remember where that drummer was from? No, I have no idea. The um he had to be, I think he was from St. Lucia, you know. Okay. Um, so I, I actually have a list of musicians in my head immediately. Um, was he playing um, Bob Marley's, uh, some Bob Marley song? A reggae song? No, but I remember that post. And that guy was <laughs> really, yeah. His and most, most memorable was his snare, actually. He replied to my comment, but that snare was, it was really good. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that guy. Um, and this was one of your older posts. Mm-hmm. Um, you posted this guy. Um, he played really good, really solid stuff. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, I really wasn't good with usernames. The, the most outstanding person was definitely um, Basekill. You posted mm-hmm. some arrangements as well. <sighs> we are so talented in Caribbean. <laughs> I am so honored. I'm so honored. Um, I, and I just want to plug one time. I want to plug in for the Caribbean to be specific. Um, let us not look outside and, you know, we always like looking internationally to see the best. Mm-hmm. The best, like, right next to you. You know, we we bring all the best in each other. Um, and that's why you see me supporting a lot of local stuff, even your page. Um, I don't necessarily need to go explore it on YouTube. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you post things that showing me what is going on right here in my backyard. And that's why I'm, I'm able to actually appreciate that 100%. This is what I love. This is the joy yeah. of life, you know? Getting to see yeah. the beauty that's right around. So, yeah, that's just a little plug there for the locals um, for the stuff that you share. But I, I would definitely just say base skill. I, I really don't remember anybody else's user's name, but I, I like some videos coming to mind. Um, Especially this one guy, like he's he's a, a buff guy. He has beard. Mm-hmm. Posted him recently, and he, the fact that he was playing so solid, it was, it was something that is always refreshing to see. You know, somebody who's just locked in and just moving, and they're not really looking to chop and fly and stuff. Nothing yeah. against chopping, but you know. Yeah, but the pocket is home, right? We love the pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we'll take the solid pocket. What about you, Ellie? People that I would want to shout out. Yeah, just just three. That's been that's been featured. Um, I did a cover. I, I mean, I posted this guy, Kale, Kale, I think his name Thomas. I, I don't remember the username per se, but he was featured on the Trinity Drum cover. Um, the Trinity Drum Corner. Oh yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was yeah. He played Watch Them, and and I did basically put like a keys version to that. So shout out to that guy. Um, really, I love, I love the groove so much, just that cat too.
Just has me. Um, that's a big. That's a big job. I call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Verlando. He was featured on the oh, saxophone. Yeah. Saxophone is from here, Jamaica. Oh yeah, yeah sweet absolutely. Tone. Sweet tone. And- It's okay, man. You can take your time. So while while you're thinking of the next person, I'm going to inform, well, the viewers and listeners, if you're watching this, you already saw what I did. But what I'm basically going to do when I'm editing this episode is I'm going to take what y'all said. I'm going to put the people Mm -hmm. right in the episode so they can see exactly what y'all are talking about. So if 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 you're with us at this point, you actually just saw what I did. And um, I'm thinking of doing this again in future episodes of The Green Room. You know, we can, we can pull people in like that. Um, but you have anybody else for us, Ellie? Yeah, Jamaican bass girl. Um, it's two of them, actually. But <laughs> one actually named Jamaican bass girl. Her name is Kristen Henry. There was a regular post um, that she was doing for her four-year show. Um, she she did an arrangement to a Bob Marley song. We just people can make them work. And then she's playing the bass with everybody on the stage, right? That groove just has me every time. Yeah. And then the other Jamaican female bassist with the pink bass.
has my attention every time. Yo, I know that girl and yeah, she saying her things. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, is is she the one that we recently featured with the throwback post post? Was she yeah. playing a Drake? Yep. She playing some yes. Drake cover. Yep. But shout out to her. Y'all go follow her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to pull as many of the usernames that we just mentioned into the caption as well. So if you're watching this, make sure to check the caption below and go check those people out. Go check them out on Instagram. Um, more than likely going to take this episode. Normally, I don't really post the, the episodes themselves on Instagram, but I feel like I feel like this is a, an Instagram episode. So we're going to post this one on the platform and uh, y'all y'all definitely go out and check check out the people that we're mentioning. Check out the people that we're shouting out. Show them some love, you know, follow them, yeah. you know, That's like right. some posts, you know, and uh, yeah, big them up, you know, uh, as as DJ said, you know, we have the talent here. Uh, I'll pull you all in on a little secret. When um. When Caribbean Cadence was Lucian Musicians, right? Um, when the platform started, there was nothing to ever tell me that I would have enough content to sustain a platform like this. The, I, I took the jump and I just trusted that we had the talent, you know? And I'm so happy to, to be standing here. I, I think it's been, what? two years now about two years later and um you know i'm standing here and there has not been a single day since uh what was then lucian musicians now caribbean cadence started where i was like oh boy i can't find anything i can't find an awesome post every day every time we go looking ellie there's always somebody doing some madness, <laughs> some amazing stuff. And it's a privilege and an honor for us to, for us to feature that and uh, let the world know about that as much as we can, you know? And yeah, uh, I don't take that lightly. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So here's the next thing, right? Um, we all, we all kind of, you know, spend time on social media. Can y'all hear me? Did my mic go out? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Okay. So we all kind of spend time, some time on social media. Uh, Ellie and I have been talking a, a little bit about, um, you know, pushing some learning, helping people with, with knowing how to be a digital musician, how to live in this metaverse. <laughs> how are you going to be a musician in the metaverse, right? So, uh, you know, starting with you, DJ, can you tell us a little bit about some challenges that you faced um, as, as a musician in this day and age? Like, what, what are some pressures, some, some problems, or anything that you want to share um, that you've dealt with? Um, wow. Okay, definitely off the bat, the, one of the biggest challenges I, I dealt with was... Um, just being um, solid or secure in um, what direction you want to go into. That's and that that's a very important thing for me, right? Because yes, you can be into it. You could be into music. You could be into drumming, to be specific. But if you have no direction, you will never be able to explore the potential of what you're doing. Could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to shout out. 
Kishav, um, he actually got a feature recently with, I don't want to mess this up. It has to be, um, it's, it's either Apple or Samsung, right? He's a percussionist. Okay. Right? Now, I want to take a big, a big slice of that cake because who knew, you know? At, when he started, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> tell himself, oh, yeah, I'll get a feature one day, you know? And the thing is that when he posted that, I usually feel an uh, overwhelming sense of joy because it's just like, yeah, that 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 not only celebrating his success, but also paves the way and shows possibilities for other um, musicians and percussionists to be specific. You understand? Oh, yeah. So for me, one of the biggest challenges was being solid. So don't wait for people to approve of what you want to do. Don't wait for people to be okay with what you want to do, you know, sit down, spend time with yourself, figure out what you want to do, and then take take it from there, you know, you align yourself with people who will be able to carry on the journey. Um, so be apart from just being solid, um, money, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> talking about that. You know, yeah. Money, money was a, a issue for me, um, and I feel for a lesser extent still is a issue because I feel for me too. If I the more money you give me, is more gear. I would buy more gear. I buy more mm-hmm. jumps. Buy more snares. You know, the studios. You know, um. So the thing I think cash was a cash was a problem, and you definitely just have to learn how to adjust budget. Um. Thirdly, as a drummer, practice spaces, right? Hmm. Your instrument is extremely loud. Um, Practicing is not a pleasant sound. I just want to clear that up for anybody. (laughs) If you truly, if you listen to any musician truly practice, it's it's generally not, it doesn't be like a pleasant sound. If they're drilling stuff, if they're running lines, you know, they gain a new technique. That is actually very, I could be, whoa, you know? And for me, having to get a space where I could do that, that's actually a very, very challenging thing. So um, just want to shout out my practice pad. Okay. Yeah. And it's always there. Um, this has been my friend for or more my best friend for the entire pandemic because um, I wasn't able to access practice rooms like I would have in the past. Mm-hmm. So most of what I do is on this. This this part, um, I'm not able to like go produce really killer drum videos yet okay. um, for a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. And um, just being able to sit there and tackle stuff that I may imagine or you know, here while I'm on, on the computer on social media is a great blessing. Um, so space is definitely an issue, um, okay. especially for drummers. If you are blessed with a studio or you're blessed with like a practice room where you could visit frequently, listen, get on your knees, thank God, because <laughs> real people sorting out here, real people just, you know, they had to wait or they had to sit at home and just stop on the knees while you know you still have the ability to go and stretch and i mean i, I just got to learn last actually 
whack. Just hit a snare hard and just listen to my cymbals explode. And I and I just look forward to the day I could do that. You know, that that'll make my pause raise. Um just being able to express myself without holding back yeah. on my job. Um and just for uh heads up, like I live in an apartment, it's a very quiet place. You know, if you could tell when I stop talking, it's actually really quiet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And yeah, I try not to disturb my neighbors. I right. really, really try to be um, very mindful. Right. And you don't want to give some people something what I like to call percussion trauma. You don't want to play your instrument and discuss, like make people upset, frustrated and disgusted just because you don't know how to, I don't know, you don't know time and place you don't know simple things like, you know, putting sheets on your drum set and all these types of things. And all these things, they have repercussions because next thing you know, these people just don't like drums. Why? Because I had a bad neighbor. Right, you know? Right. Um, so these things are real for me and these are the things I think about and these are the, the obstacles that I face, um, challenges that I usually juggle on a daily, if not weekly basis. Um, so yeah, being solid, money, practice spaces as a musician. And, and one thing I want to say fourthly is um, being able to just, for lack of a better phrase, get opportunities. Um, okay. Every country has different issues when it comes to that, right. getting certain opportunities. You may have to. It it is a competition. Don't even sell it. Don't even sell yourself any dreams. It is a competition. Um, as much as you have friends in the fraternity, it's you are competing with other musicians. And a, a challenge you'll have to face is getting gigs uh, over someone else, or losing gigs because of someone else. <laughs> um, and that is a challenge that I actually still. It it amazes me. Because there, there are a lot of stories. I'm sure, um, Ellie, I'm sure you, everybody could share stories when it comes to these types of things. So right, right. That, that fourth one is a bonus. Um, just being able to like break out in the industry and just get gigs constantly and this flow and be, be able to express yourself. Right, so right. Those are my, those are just the four challenges I want to yeah, talk about there. Yeah, and, and thanks for sharing that. I think that gives us some very good insight. Um, but in addition to that, on on like your Instagram platform, uh, trying to grow there as well. Uh, do you have any additional challenges there that you, you could share with us? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, the challenges um, will go back into the third one that I mentioned, which is just basically a practice space. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not able to actually make content post um, as I would like to. So I would post stuff on my pad if right. I could right. um, or so that's a huge challenge for me it actually gets really frustrating at times because of the fact that you're not able to express yourself right um, there's only so many things you could do on a practice pad and for me I would say as I speak for myself but I think drum sounds so magical and I'm going I've gone a long time without hearing my own drum set, you know, you could see him in the background there. That's him there. That's yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've just gone a long time without hearing the magical sound, and it's just very powerful. So for my Instagram, for my social media, which is my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, you know, um, being able to just make content which I know people will appreciate is a little challenging. As much as you would like, as much as I would post something on my pad. I definitely would have to get very, very creative. Um, I have to think hard. So that that is also a challenge where you think, oh, I'll just play things that I like. But the average person, it's not really impressive. Yeah. That's just something, yeah. That you tapping on a pad. Um also um just having like cash to pay for bands and things to go and record, you know, record music to buy tracks, actually. If you want to buy arrangements or have pay somebody to make arrangements for you, these are, these are challenges, you know? Oh, yeah. Everybody have that cash there. So when it comes to my social media, my Instagram, I am definitely grateful um, for what COVID gave me, which is time to upload some of the files that I had sitting down. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, I actually posted a Marimba video yesterday i found that out of like cleaning out i was just actually cleaning out my hard drive and i found it i was like <laughs> that this is a nice one um that uh, that's actually that to be like four four years old because oh, wow. my hair was really short and now mm-hmm. um and that was a morning that early morning of practice and black panther came out and i i love this song and right. i just Went and um, one of my friends, Milano, he actually gave me the chords and I just went in the room, played it out. And I was like, one day I'd like to do something with that. Lost the video, found it back how many years later and I was able to post it. And I definitely would like to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people love, they love the member stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our unusual instrument. Um. It's unfortunate that they can't hear it in person because it's absolutely magical. To hear a live marimba, to hear a live vibraphone, mm-hmm. it's really magical. So um, I, I was very happy to find that video and share it. I know more than anything, people enjoy it. And that's why I love to share. Um, so these are these are my challenges when it comes to my Instagram. To be specific, my social media, um, posting and stuff like that because it, it really becomes a, a bit of a chance. So I'm looking forward to things opening back up um, with performances and stuff. So I have more content to share with people. Of course. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, Ellie, you have any thoughts? Um, not, yeah, I share, I share with those difficulties even. Um, everything what you said, like it's, I feel like it's it's difficulties or challenges that are relatable across the board. So even to find ways to to navigate those difficulties that we face, one thing you know is just not to get discouraged. First of all, because when you face all of that, and it fully can get you into a state like, boy, what are I doing music for? Boy, like it's not making it's not making any sense. I ain't got no money. I ain't got the space. I ain't got the, the gear, none of that. Like the challenges, they do get great and such. But one thing that even that I've learned when 
when facing the challenges was just that look at what you got, look at what you do have and take it and run with it. There's something about, you know, just developing it little by little, like really not giving up. There's a principle I feel like that works with just any form of my um, business mindset or anything that you put your mind to that you, you just, first of all, don't give up. You look at what you do have and you try and find and get creative. See how you can even develop it. So even with the with the social media content, which is what I guess being a musician relies on nowadays, especially being in this time, you know, in, in this in this 21st century, um, to try and find ways how to post things on social media. So even like Desi, you, you might not have a space, um, you might not have uh, access to the drums right right ahead and such. Um, probably you have an old video that you can get creative about, you know. Um, probably you have the drum, the, the practice pattern, you can get creative with that. Trends even. Um, I think I saw, and shout out to, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but she's a female drummer in Trinidad. Ki, Kia, Kiana. Oh, uh, Kiana. Um, oh, no, it's, it's Kiana. Kiwana, thank you. I know that's how it is. Yeah, I saw her doing this TikTok trend one time with the sticks, and it was like basically the the different cups signified a different type of rhythm. So let's say if it's a blue cup playing um quavers on it, if it's if it's an orange cup, is um quarter notes on it. So yeah, like to change up the cup and to play the different rhythms that that's creative content even that that kind of like. So the point really is like, don't give up and try and find the creativeness with it all because while the challenges will be great, some worse than others, you know, like just look at what you do have and get creative with it. And then eventually you really will see other opportunities open up and other doors open up and things like that. So yeah. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't even begin to to say anything more. Uh, I think y'all covered it very well uh, in terms of of the challenges there, and I think the solution there more than anything, uh, where uh, Ellie mentioned perspective. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Perspective is the glass half full or is the glass half empty, and that's applicable to life in general. You know, so. Uh, I think that was very powerful how you mentioned that there. Um, so that being said, I've been asking a lot of questions <laughs> this evening. Um, I'm going to open the floor for Ellie to ask any questions that he has, or y'all can ask me any questions that y'all have before we step out. Uh, yeah, I did have a question, really. I don't know if I missed it at the beginning, but in terms of you getting into marimba playing, how did that happen? Then so. How did you start playing with Marimba? Um, well, how does this story go? Right. So basically, um, when you get into UE, right, you have to, you're a percussion major, right? You, they would um, section you off into whatever your main instrument is. And um, as a percussionist, you have to play all that is um that's only lecture basically expressed. You're playing all the instruments in your room, which would be the marimba, the xylophone, vibraphone, block and spiel, everything, everything. Timpani, bells, you name it. Timpani, ah, I said timpani, right, right, drum set. You name it. 
Um, every time for exams, though, I would <laughs> I would choose Mirabel pieces, and um, she would definitely encourage us. Right? Um, so Dr. Remy, Dr. Janine Remy, that was my lecturer at UWE. She would definitely encourage us to um, switch it up, right? But I actually started to gravitate more towards your marimba and um, I would always shuffle my choices for exams because you'll have three pieces. You'll have a drum set. Um, so you have battery percussion and pitch percussion, right? And um, I would always shuffle my own with the result that I play a marimba um, piece at the end. And um, that is how I started playing marimba more and more. And at the beginning, I would like to say this, I was awful. I was awful. <laughs> yeah. I played, um, I played with two sticks and it was, it was really challenging. Um, I cannot remember what point I just really got. I really got into it. I got the groove. Um, oh yeah, they're always here, but um. <clears throat> This was one of the biggest, biggest achievements in my marimba play. Holding <laughs> <laughs> all these sticks in the same, in like in what, like two in each hand, holding mm -hmm. all these sticks. Right? That was a big achievement, big achievement. And I really want to celebrate that because um, I was able to actually use them, move them independently. If you get to just check the hand motions. Wow. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, the possibilities, and that's why I celebrated it, by the way, because the possibilities just became endless after that. Um, even when it comes to forming chords, voicing, like I played like this once. I don't know if the camera picking that up. It looks yeah. really <laughs> right. This was pretty cool. I remember I did glists and all this. So it's, it's, as I said before, it just, it became endless when I was able to. And then, um, and then one day I decided, so there's a drummer by the name of Billy Cobham. Um, he actually plays with four drumsticks. And he makes you wonder what you're doing with your life. You know? <laughs> um, so again, big up to Leonardo Morales. Um, one day I decided, hey, I'll hold four member six, let me hold four jump six. And I did. I went in school and I did it. And I just I was rolling with it and it actually worked. And um all these things just motivated me more and more to get into my marimba plane. So I really would like to um thank God most of all for the exposure that I got at UE to the instrument and I would like to end by saying this I really wish that a lot of um, persons especially in my country um, would have that same exposure you know uh, I look at I look at videos abroad and I feel like it's very common mm -hmm. very very common like to be exposed to these keyboard type instruments and I don't think it's uh, very common down here. And I, I would I would wish that for for us that more of these percussion instruments are exposed in schools because playing soca songs on on marimba, ooh, <laughs> I know, yeah, 
Um, so even sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go even, ahead. I I experienced that while when I was coming to at Edna. Of course, that's a part of the percussion program to for them to play a pitch instrument. Um, and honestly, it's the same thing as you say. I never really had an exposure other than steel pan would have just probably been the only pitch percussion that I've, that I've known, but you know, I see xylophone on TV and I see marimba on TV, but to actually hear it live. And then it's, as you say, like to play certain songs with the marimba, it gives a whole nother vibe, a whole nother stature. But one thing that I do want to ask as well is that with a lot of my drummer friends, even that has to take on pitch percussion instrument, um, they find it difficult because, you know, they would have probably just been playing just drums. You know, it's not really pitched. It's, they wouldn't pay attention to the notes or melodies or anything like that. So even to try and develop and play the air, some get it better than others who would, who would um, have an air for music and then I guess would be able to translate it when they start to learn pitch. But just overall, what would you even say to drummers that would take on learning other percussion instruments, pitch percussion specifically? They'll give up. Like, as, as cliche as that sounds, yeah, I would definitely say that off the jump because I actually had a lot of issues with, with that. I like, I like that um, statement, I like that question because um, I, I struggle a lot with pitch, pitches and stuff. And um, for me, as they rightfully say, I play in everything by air. I can listen to something and I play in that and that's how I got by. Mm-hmm. But when I got to you, it was a whole cat, a different kettle of fish. And um, when I got into pitch, pitch percussion, it was like I was in the next galaxy. And um, I just never gave up. That is the long and the short of the story. Um, I, have a, I, I had a lot of drive when it comes to these types of things. And the, the more challenges that was thrown at me, I was able to, I want to conquer that more. I want to do this more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to attack that more. And, and that's what I'll tell a lot of drummers because, um, yes, we are accustomed to battery percussion, which is just not really melodic. Um, and it, it, you do have that challenge of pitch. I would tell you if, you, if you get into that, don't give up. Keep going at it. And, and think outside the box. I will always, <laughs> always, always say that. Think outside the box because... Um, as I, as I explore, I'll call one drummer who impressed me. Again, big up Leonardo Morales. He put me onto a drummer called Terry Bozio. I counted at least, it had to be at least a 120-piece drum set. It could be, it could be more, it could be less. But the guy basically, he tuned each tom as um it's either a semitone apart. So it's like a huge piano. And that just stems from the idea of pushing the boundaries with pitches. Right. Who would think to take a drum set and just get toms varying in sizes gradually, going all the way up, and just tune them semitones apart and play them melodically? That's what this guy did, right? And that that just linked to the advice that I'm giving. Don't give up, push your boundaries, think outside the box because that's what this guy did. And, and it just made him very, not famous, but unique. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing to watch these videos with this guy because he's famous for that. 
Right. You know, so that that is my advice. Um, and that is that is what I would tell somebody getting into these types of things. Yeah, man. And honestly, I'm probably going to take um I'm probably going to take the clip of you saying that and that's going to be like the theme of the episode. I'm going to put it at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, man, that, that's going to be the theme. Uh, I'll put it in the caption and everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't think you, <laughs> I don't think you need anything else. Yeah, man, I don't think you need any else from, anything else from that. And uh, Ellie, you have anything more? Nah, nah, that's it. Yeah, man, I think that's a great, 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 absolutely great way to check out, um, to, to finish this episode. Um, before we leave, do you have anything more for us, DJ? Um, no, the only thing I would say to end is that it was absolute pleasure, you know, um, today, so I, I came out, so thank God when you reminded me, I actually just remember to sort out myself because I actually came out of two classes previously. Um, I taught two classes today. I, I do private tutoring online. Big challenge. That was also a big challenge. Converting <laughs> my in-person classes right. to online classes. That one, I think that took me to the next level mm-hmm. as a musician. And I would like to make sure to say as musicians, do not neglect your business aspect, right? You are very talented and, and what we do as a monetary value attached to it. Please sit down and make sure you know what your monetary value is. Um, invest in yourself, okay. you know? And... Um, Thank God you reminded me because I was finishing two classes and I sorted out, I made sure to like sort out myself to um to be here. I was so happy. This conversation was really good. I enjoyed this. And um, yeah, that's all I want to say to end. I am thankful and grateful for the opportunity, both you guys, and I enjoyed this. It was it was much vibes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And it was great talking to you too, man. Uh, thanks for all the gems, uh, many, many very valuable things that you said tonight that I hope the viewers and listeners will benefit from for yeah. forever because this episode is going up <laughs> and it's always going to be there. So uh, yeah, thank you for, for sharing that uh, on behalf of all the people that will eventually see this video and listen to this podcast. And um, Ellie, you already know. <laughs> guys we'll see you again next month we're all this is probably going to air next week but we are recording on the third week of the month i kept my promise uh but you're probably going to see this next week though so that being said see y'all soon see y'all next month and uh bye for now bye man later